This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. That was Super Troopers. That was Super Troopers. I haven't seen that in a long time. First one was the best. Um, yeah, absolutely. There's no, there's really no debating that. And that's not even just saying Super Troopers one and two. That's saying all the Broken Lizard stuff. So they peaked in Super Troopers, which was technically their second movie, but really their first movie commercially because puddle cruiser no one really saw that much it's the same way that uh you know kevin smith's first movie was clerks although technically wasn't it the uh the what's his name the clown one there no no No? that was not a kevin smith movie that was um view askew that was a brian johnston movie oh that's right that's right yeah so no clerks was his first movie It's like um, rain on your uh, wedding day. No, that's ironic, though. No, it's uh, it's like people thinking uh, Rumble in the Bronx was Jackie Chan's first movie and not the 20 years of movies he put out before that one. Anyhow, uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to episode number 375. 375. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike. My name is John. We almost didn't record tonight. I almost went to the movies to go see Godzilla minus one, but uh, snow and uh, mm. my buddy's uh, work schedule got in the way. Unexpected change in his work schedule because of the snow. It's a lot of uh, heavy, wet snow. Mm. You know, uh, the weather tonight said that Augusta got eight inches. Yep. It didn't look like that much when I got to work this morning, though. No. It looks like that in my unplowed yard right now. Why is your yard not plowed? Why haven't you plowed it? <clears throat> Don't know. I, I emailed the property manager. <laughs> Said, hey, are, are they planning to come over? Because last I checked, it's supposed to get down below freezing tonight. and It's only going to be a high of 33 tomorrow, so it's not like it's going to melt. Yeah. Don't worry. It's going to be raining <clears throat> in 50s this weekend, so it can puddle in different areas. Awesome. Yeah. Uh yeah, we didn't get. The, I don't. We definitely did not get eight inches of snow here in Gardner. But like, it was kind of weird because the top of my vehicle vehicles had more on it than the the driveway. So I think it, you know, it settled or melted a little bit from the because we haven't had any cold, cold weather to freeze the ground right well yet. Yeah, so everything got chewed up. Yeah, but anywho, uh, it still sucked cleaning the driveway this morning. Uh, Heavy, wet, horseshit. Made my son uh, get up to help me, which was much needed. Which son? 
Well, I wouldn't have to ask Wesley if he was awake. He probably would have just come out and done it. Uh, Kanan. Gotcha. The oldest one, 17 year old. So. <laughs> I had a bit of a cold last week, and so I kind of felt it this morning when I was trying to catch my breath. Trying to catch my wind. Yeah, I can imagine. Oh. Cold, damp air like that. Yeah. Heavy with the first snowfall of the season. Usually is in December. Mm. But anyhow, shows and stuff. Um, I have almost nothing to talk about this week. I have I one say, movie and two shows. Uh, what's the what's the two shows? We got Doctor Who. Yep. And I watched a new show. Okay. I know like we watched uh, a Bass Reeves. We watched we watched Fargo. We watched uh, Murder at the End of the World. Um, Ooh, I did watch a couple episodes of murder at the end of the world. I would like to talk about that. All right. Well then let's talk about it. Well, how many episodes have you watched? Two. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Which I know is also watched more than that. It, it, I think there are four out now we've watched two and that's about three too many. I do oh, not you don't like, like this show. Why not? I, um, for one thing, it's very inconsistent. Like I kept wanting there to be a twist with the fact that like when they get to the dinner party, I'm jumping around here a bit <clears throat> when they get to the dinner party, like she goes in the bathroom and makes that big whole elaborate thing about like dyeing her hair pink. Um, and it's like bright, vivid pink. She even styles it differently. And then 15 minutes later, she goes to get in the pool, the hot springs, and it yeah. looks like it did before dinner. So I was like, ooh, are we seeing some inconsistencies because they're shooting this out of order? No, I think they literally shot it out of order and made mistakes. Um, Fair enough. Her her hair is sometimes pink, sometimes blonde, sometimes pink, sometimes blonde. And I'm not just talking sure. the flashbacks, which is also confusing because I feel like they're spending too much time in the flashbacks um, to actually be feeding the present story. Like if she was doing flashbacks that had some significance to the present story, it would be one thing, but it feels yeah. like a lot of the flashbacks are just there to like suss her out as a character. And, <clears throat> you know, I kept waiting for like, they, they said that they were in Iceland and I was like, this looks way too cold and way too snowy to be Iceland. Everybody knows the whole thing about, you know, like Iceland is green and Greenland is icy. And so I'm, I'm waiting for her as um, they, they call her the millennial Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I'm waiting for her to be like, well, given where we are right now and the temperatures and blah, 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 I can tell you this is not Iceland. So where did you really bring us? But no, it's Iceland. They just found one of the most remote parts of Iceland that's up near the Arctic circle. And, I don't think uh, any part of Iceland's up near the Arctic Circle. Uh, apparently, I, I googled it, and it it is like there's certain parts that are up by the Arctic Circle, but is it on the Iceland island itself? It, it's or, barely any of it. Like they said that it accounts for just a small percentage of the actual whole of Iceland. So I feel like I kept waiting for there to be some kind of clever twist, like an Agatha Christie kind of thing, and I have yet to see anything along those lines. I also keep counting these inconsistencies like when when she's trying to get into her air quotes boyfriend's room. Bill? She's counting. Yeah, Bill or or Fangs or whatever he's going by these days. Uh, yeah. So she's pounding on the door and the the light next to the door lights up red. 
which we saw when she got into her room, when it lights up red, that means you're allowed access. So it lights up red and she doesn't go in. Like she doesn't notice this. She doesn't try to go in. Then when she goes to uh, somebody else's door, I think it was the doctor's door. Um, she, uh, she like pounds on the door and the light comes on again. And I'm like, why this is before she ever does the little hacker trick where she takes her ring and gives herself access everywhere. Like this yeah. is back when she first gets there and suddenly she just seems to have access everywhere or they just, again, filmed it wrong. <clears throat> Maybe there's a big payoff. Maybe at the end, it's going to turn out that all of these things that I was picking up on, it's like, Oh, did you notice the clues? But it really feels like they're just kind of messing things up. Also the doctor, um, she claims to be a doctor, but she doesn't seem to know much about doctoring at all. How so? Um, oh God, there was something at dinner. I wish I had written it down. We were both watching it. Julie and I were watching it. And she said something at dinner and we were like, no doctor would say that. And then when she goes to perform CPR on Bill, she's like screaming the numbers out loud. One, two, three, four. I'm like, you're not going to do that. Nobody's going to do that because you're going to wind yourself for one thing. And for two, it doesn't matter if you scream them out loud because nobody else there is going to do CPR because this is TV and they, you know, don't buy into that hole. You will exhaust yourself and somebody else will have to take over. So uh, I wish I could remember what she said at dinner, but it just immediately we're both like, that that isn't what a doctor would say. Like, what is her doctorate in? Maybe she's an engineer, you know, maybe it's a, <laughs> a psychology doctorate or something. Maybe she's an astrologist or an astronomer. So, yeah, it just I feel like I wanted it to be more clever, but it's just not more clever. So it's frustrating to me. How many of you watch three, four? All four. All right, so the majority of Iceland's landmass just sits south of the Arctic Circle. Mm-hmm. Only the small island island of Grimsey located partially inside the Arctic Circle. So that must be where they are. But again, that's a small island. So did they like what did they do? Did they t- cuz he's talking about Reykjavik, which is the capital. So did they touch down there and then just drive out to this island? Probably. That is, I mean, that is, I guess Iceland is up further north than I thought it was now looking at it on the map here. Now looking at a globe. It's a lot further up north than I thought it was. Okay. All right. Got a chill. Also, I thought it was very interesting that when they burst into the room and saw Bill's body laying there, they immediately said, I think it's heroin or I think it's morphine. Why? Why did anybody think it was morphine? They they just literally looked at his body there on the floor. They saw the vial of morphine on the floor. I didn't see a vial of morphine on the floor. I saw an injector that looked like an EpiPen. No, but that, that's the morphine. If you watch later episodes, that is the morphine. So, I mean, that ah, is why. Okay. That's why they knew it was the morphine because they looked at it and went, oh, shit, there's morphine. Gotcha. Yep. 
So is it getting more intriguing? Like, are you, have you got it figured out? Second, please. Sure. Um, I mean, like I'm in, I'm, I'm intrigued enough that I want to know. Um, I want to know what happened. I do too, but I like, this was one of the rare times when I was like, I'll just read recaps later. Fair enough, I guess. Yeah. It's not that I outright hate it. It's just that I'm like, this is not it. Like I want it to be better than it is. And maybe that's my fault. Maybe I'm setting unrealistic expectations. It's happened before. Yeah. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm, it's definitely not perfect. The characters aren't all likable. Even the main character, Darby's not the most likable person. Because I'm not a fan of emo schlubs. Um, shouldn't she be more clever? Because they, they call her Sherlock Holmes. Like, I don't know. You've seen two more episodes. Does she get more clever? I'm kind, I'm kind well, no, she, she is clever. She's just. Shy. Okay. She's afraid to show it. And, you know, she's full of insecurities. And she's also like, oh, you're just a kid. Like, you, you, there's some of that coming up. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> so, um, another big storyline in the TV show is, is her and Bill, their adventures pre island. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they just figured out who the serial killer was and how that came about. I actually, that's very interesting. So I like that progression. I'm sure yeah. it's all going to culminate around the same time. Yeah. Both stories together. So, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, I, just, I can't say it's absolutely amazing, but I'm enjoying it so far and we're going to, we're going to finish it out. It's only three nice. episodes left at this point. Yeah, and I'm probably going to read some recaps just, you know, to get the high notes of it, because I do kind of want to know what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. What else are we watching? Uh, Oh, the lawman Bass Reeves. Mm hmm. Um, We enjoy the show. We like Westerns. You know, it's funny. We're. It's like, uh, it's one of those ones where it's like one at a time. We don't want to, we're not going to binge this. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's, um, just so amazingly good. It has everything to do with the fact that it's, there's a lot in each episode. And so one at a time is sufficient. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, that's good. Like you can't say that about a lot of shows these days. Like we could sit down and let like we watched without hesitation the other day. Hey, let's put on a cold case because we've been rewatching cold case, Kate and I, because mm-hmm. they have they have all the episodes on HBO Max now. And for the longest time, the show isn't streaming anywhere. And it feels like they ha- and it had a lot to do with the music rights. That's why. And. Uh, we had started watching it when it was on the Roku channel, so you had to deal with commercials and some music edits, clearly some music edits. 
but mm-hmm. it seems like they must have gotten all the music rights for it to be on max because like we just had the episode where every song was a um bruce springsteen song oh like every song in the episode is a bruce springsteen song they use a you watched cold case back in the day didn't you no i knew of it okay. but i didn't watch it so it's basically it's it's a show. It takes place in Philadelphia. It's a cold case homicide division where each week they solve a new cold case. And the, the murder could have happened as little as two years ago or as long as 40 years ago. And um, it's it's a really good show. And the music, though, the soundtrack on the show is unbelievable, like the music they use. So like if the movie, if the movie, if the murder takes place like in the mid 80s, all the music in the episode is going to be period appropriate from when the, you know, from where, when the episode takes place and uh, every episode ends essentially similarly with like a music, a music, uh, a song playing while we're kind of doing the perp walk. And then like they sum up like, Oh, these people got back together or this person did this or whatever it is. And, uh, it's really well done. We just, I mean, it's a very good show. We enjoy the hell out of it. I remember enjoying watching it thoroughly the first time through. I don't recall finishing it. Okay. Um, so now you're working towards that. Yeah. So we're on season three uh, of seven. There's seven seasons. So we're midway through season three. Okay. Yep. Yep. And liking the hell out of it. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And then, but anyway, so like we sit down and put one on and the next thing you know, we've watched three episodes. Um, Cause you know, they're 44, 45 minutes long and they're just really good stories. Uh, whereas Bass Reeves, like it's, it's that good solid 56 minutes, you know, 57 minute show. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fact, some of them are even longer than that. Some of them have hit over the hour mark. And, um, so it's just a lot to take in, but it's, it's a really good story so far. I enjoy it thoroughly. I, I, we both like a good Western, so. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I, we're not completely caught up because the sixth episode I believe aired last night and I think we've watched four. So we're two behind. Okay. Yeah. But you're enjoying being two behind. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, no, I don't, you're not watching it. I don't really know anyone else that's watching it. Um, there's it, nothing about it shows up on my newsfeed or anything. <laughs> Excuse me. So. Yep. Uh, and then the other show that we're watching that we're caught up on is Fargo season five. Is that still good? Watched. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Still enjoying it. We're on episode three. <clears throat> Um, and, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I think of, uh, you know, I haven't seen the other seasons in a while and, you know, maybe I'm, I'm partially biased because in, in uh, season three, we see Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, but, uh, at one point, and that's, that's a good moment. But otherwise this is probably the best season for me. It really looked good. Like I haven't watched yeah. the other ones fully, but this one made me want to watch it. So I think it's yeah. on our list to sit down and start watching it. But um, this was not the week for it, apparently. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> but yeah, so 
But anyways, yeah. So uh, I'm we're three episodes in, enjoying it thoroughly. They've really established who all the um, characters are, and um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new uh, episode four, which is uh, out tomorrow night. Nice. I'm glad that that one's also like a a weekly thing. You know, we'll be able to catch yes. up, but then it's not like we have to sit down and watch twelve at once. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Precisely. Oh, I did catch up on Invincible. Oh, okay. Remember, I was homesick the other day, <laughs> and I got some. I, I so I I caught up on Invincible. So mm-hmm. I have seen the first four episodes, I guess technically, of the yep. season. Um, you shared a couple of thoughts with me in the chat. Excuse me. Yeah, it's uh I was surprised. Like so I think it was episode three. We get um Mark and his girlfriend, uh, they decide to have the sex at college. Mm-hmm. And so we we're gonna go see Alan. Uh-huh. And so we meet Alan and we learned about Alan, his homeworld of uh Unopa. And uh, how the Vitramites attacked his world and how he was basically a super soldier, Captain America style and on and on and on and his adventures. And then and then he's going to have sex with his girlfriend. And then the narrator doesn't know what to do. And they keep kind of cutting back and forth between <laughs> um, uh, Mark and his girlfriend and, uh-huh. and Alan and his girlfriend. And finally, we get back to Alan's story. And um, it was interesting because, like, the episode, quote unquote, ended at like 27 minutes in, mm-hmm. and we get credits. And mm-hmm. every episode, you have, we've had a post credit scene or a mid credit scene so far. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we get credits, then we get a little bit of thing, and then we get more credits. Well, in this case, we got credits, and we got a little bit of a thing that lasted 27 minutes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, this is a short episode. And then. Yeah. It, uh, and I was like, wow, I can't believe they ended it right there, you know, with basically yeah. him being destroyed. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. By Optimus Prime. Dude, when I saw the uh, the credits in the beginning before the actor ever even came on, I saw Peter Cullen and I'm like, oh, oh, please tell me he's doing the voice. And sure enough. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. Good shit. But anyways. Uh, yeah. I, and then. um. I don't know, it's kind of interesting that Nolan's back and he feels as he's broken because he went to this new world and he actually helped people instead of just like, I should conquer this world. Well, and he's remember, mad at himself for caring about them. Yeah. You know. He he only helped them because he was like flying through the universe, knew he couldn't go home. He was depressed and he was about to throw himself into a black hole. And then that ship was like behind yeah. him and was about to crash. And he was just like, oh, and so he saved them. And they were like, oh, my God, stay with us. Help us. Because he was just going to head back up there and off himself. Yes. Yes, he was. But he still he took the time to stop and save them. Yes. And then he sired a brother for Mark. <laughs> Proving once and for all that what Nolan really likes is fucking. Pretty much, yep. Uh, mom's dealing with all kinds of PTSDs in these first uh, four episodes. Yep. And everything she's going through. And the support group she goes to, she breaks the the rule. Not even the unwritten rule. The actual blatant rule, which is no last names. No yeah. talking about it. 
it's a superhero partners group. So everyone in this group, it was a, has a partner who's a superhero that has either died or something's happened mm-hmm. and they're not supposed to say who it is or what their name is or what their last name is or anything like that. And of course she like goes out after the thing with this guy who's like, Hey, we usually go here. And he ends up telling her, her who his partner was and Nolan had killed her. And yeah, green ghost. Yeah. And in a like fit of just, I'm so sad. I need to talk to somebody, invent something. She talks about how terrible a person that she feels because, you know, her husband's one that killed green ghost and probably everybody else's spouses. That's mm-hmm. in there. And his reaction was like, well, you should have known you better stay away from the group. So like the one place she found where she felt like she could have solace and an understanding is she's, one person's cast her out the first person she opened herself up to. So that was, that was, that was good for her. That, yeah, that was brutal. And you know, she doesn't even have Mark to talk to anymore. Cause he's away at college. You know, she's trying, yeah. but first he's away at college. Now he's off planet. Mark's girlfriend is way too like, well, that's the job. That's, you know, that's, that's the deal. When you come to being a superhero's girlfriend, you know, they're going to, fly off at the last minute and go, go, go into danger and on and on and on. And, oh, you're going to leave the planet for six weeks. Oh, okay. That's I'll tell your mom. That's just yeah, the way we'll, it is. We'll cover for you. Yeah. So that was, I have, I have this feeling like it's too good to be true. Well, if you think back on first season, which I've now watched twice, she, um, she basically was giving him crap all the time. You're not here for me. You're abandoning me, blah, blah, blah. And then when he finally says, look, I'm a, I'm invincible. She goes, I know, I knew you were a superhero. I just didn't know which one, but that still doesn't excuse this, blah, blah, blah. Now, suddenly she's all about, Oh, I'm okay with this. Oh, I'm fine with this. Yeah. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. No, it's just too good to be true. It's, it's ridiculous. You know who else I felt bad for was Eve, you know, right up there with Mark's mom. Those two should get together because Eve is trying to go through all this, this shit. Um, You know, she, her family is struggling, you know, dad lost his job. So she's like, look, I'll, I'll fix things for you. She makes him a solid gold apple. She's like, sell that. It'll pay your bills. And he's like, I don't want your cheap money. And, you know, he still hates her for what she is. So she can't go to her family. Um, she tried to help the people of Chicago and that bit her right in the ass because, you know, she's like, Oh, I'll rebuild that building. But it was never zoned for that, for the park, for any of that stuff. Yeah. And so a sinkhole opened up and injured and killed people. So now she looks like a bigger POS. She comes to try to find Mark. Nope. He's off planet. Well, maybe his friends will talk to me. Nope. They're too busy. So, you know, this poor girl is also suffering and can't talk to anybody about it. And then ends up going back to the original, uh, uh, what were they, the Teen Force or something? Yeah, something like that. She goes back to their headquarters and finds Kill Laser trying to steal a a core of robots. And so she uh, gets into an epic battle with him and they end up causing a lot of collateral damage, killing people. Again, she feels like she can't win. What's the um what's the new show you guys started? So there's a new show on Max that we kept over and over again these uh TV critics film critics 
and I don't mean like professional critics. I mean like people who I watch on TikTok who, you know, review stuff and they've been pretty much in line with me. They kept talking about this one sleeper hit that's on Max. Um, it's an animated show very much in the vein of like um, Aeon Flux, that kind of animation. And it's called uh, Scavengers Reign, R-E-I-G-N. Okay. It's really, it's beautiful. It's bizarre. They spent more building the world that these people are on, this planet that these people are on, than they did with the people. You know, there's only like maybe five or six people total um, that are all. It's one of those things you really have to watch because right from the jump, you're like, what the fuck is going on here? There are 12 episodes in total, 25 minutes each. We binged eight of them just like back to back to back. And as Julia said, she's like, I have a feeling this is one of those shows that if you, if you were to take like one episode and then walk away, you, I don't know that you'd go back and we haven't been back to the last four yet, but we will watch the last four. It's breathtaking. Like the animation's amazing. And like, I, like I was trying to impress upon you, the world building is phenomenal. The, the planet itself, like all these different organisms, all these different life forms, like the way that they did this, it's not just like Star Trek or Star Wars where you've got a bunch of bipedals walking around or, you know, you'll see like a, a thing that looks like a dog in the background. These are like plants that have vines that will prick you and then take a drop of your blood and clone a version of you that then will explode somewhere and spread spores to repopulate that plant. It's disgusting in places. It's beautiful in places, but as the, as the show goes on, and again, these are only like 25 minute episodes, so they're really quick, but as the show goes on, you get these little flashbacks that tell you why people are here, what happened before here. And it's fascinating to uncover it that way. Unlike, see, I was I was flum, uh, flustered by the uh, pacing on murder at the end of the world with the flashbacks. This one sure. I'm finding compelling, like little bits here and there that you're like, Oh, that's why, Oh, that's what happened there. Um, and then when people's stories cross over, it's even more amazing. So <laughs> I give this one a solid high recommendation. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not for kids. It's definitely an adult animated series, um, but it's beautifully done. It's really touching. It's definitely something, though, that you're going to want to watch multiple episodes at a time because it really pays off better if you dig right in. Good to know. What was it called again? Savage Rain? Scavengers Rain. Scavengers Rain. Yeah. And it's rain is like the rain of an empire. Yes. Oh, my news feeds just lit up. Rockstar just prematurely released the trailer for Grand Theft Auto six. Twelve years after Grand Theft Auto five, they just released the trailer. Apparently the game's coming out in 2025. So I'll be checking that out after recording tonight. All right. Uh, I guess the last TV show I'll talk about, it's a documentary. It's on Screenbox. It's four episodes. It's the uh, RoboDoc, the making of RoboCop. Mm. Yeah, you were raving about it last time. 
Yeah, it is fantastic. It really is. I mean, they really did a very, very good job on this. Like, and the detail that the actors, all of them, even the minor characters, put into their character, into their role, how like it, it really, it really gives you like it's 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 different than any other making of I've seen because this is not a movie that I would think that the cast put too much effort into their lines. Okay. thinking about their lines or the delivery of their lines because of what the movie's about. But then you look like how much effort all of these actors put into this role and how they wanted to make this movie so special and how much work they put into it. It's like, now I need to watch RoboCop again. Now that I've watched this, <laughs> I have to watch RoboCop again. I'll pro- I'm going to watch it with a different light. That's for sure. No doubt about it. Um, now, but, is this yeah. just about the first movie? Yes. Okay, so like it doesn't the cover end, the other two. No, like the the last document, the la the, the ending of the documentary, part four, briefly talks about the comic book and the well and, and the cartoon and the other movies and everything, just briefly. But this is definitely about the first one. Every minute detail of the first one. <clears throat> and like um just I, I, I don't know. It's just it's it's really it's really good. Like um, like in the the one scene where he gets the big gun and he's like, "Oh, I like it," you know. Like, <laughs> yep. They even talk about that. It's like, oh no, that's from a that one of the PAs was like, "You should say I like it," like Chevy Chase said in this, in you know, in whatever movie. Mm-hmm. And then they show that clip from the Chevy Chase movie, and he's like, "So I kind of did," and <laughs> or whatever it is, you know, or just yeah. like, just I don't know. It, they every actor put a lot of thought into what they were doing and and how the movie was going to look and then how they did the squib work and this and that they talk about the rating it got and how they made edits for the ratings and how they changed different things and they show you like well we took a little bit of blood out of here or we cut this off here and it actually made it made the scene more violent because we didn't see what happened you know like it's just yeah it was um i don't know I enjoyed this documentary very much. It was very well done. Fantastically well done. One of the best I've seen. Um, so you've now watched detail- all of it. Yes. I've watched all four parts. And and there's so much detail about one single movie that they, that they broke it down. Like, and it's not like, like, you know, like Friday the 13th documentaries that I've done, like uh, the uh, crystal Lake memories or whatever. Like they do an overview of the whole series and they talk briefly on this or that or whatever, this part of this movie or that part of that movie, or even like, you know, the Kevin Smith documentaries on the making of his movies or whatever, like they're good, but like it's, this is, you know, 30 years later, looking back, talking to the whole cast and really breaking it down granularly. And um, yeah, they got granular. <laughs> it was good. Nice. nice. I like yeah, that. I, I give this a super hard sell. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely worth your time. I I'm mean, hoping, like, I feel like I'm hoping it comes to a different platform soon. You know how they'll do like an exclusive for a while. And then like yeah. uh, something just showed up on Netflix the other day. And I was like, oh, I thought that was a Max exclusive. And um, Movies. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Go for it. Cause I only have one. I'm not going to deep dive into a lot of these. Um, uh, uh, Red Eye. 
uh, Wes Craven flick with uh, Rachel McAdams and and what's his face? Cillian Murphy. You know, Cillian Murphy on the plane. You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I do. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, I- I've checked the box. I don't need to see this for a while. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with it. I just I have a hard time with her character in the movie. And like, look, if someone said to me, "Hey, look." Uh, there's a guy outside your dad's house. We're going to kill him unless you make a phone call and move this politician guy that you know from his normal room to this other room so it's easier for us to assassinate him. Oh, okay. wait, you know who I am? You tracked me down on an airplane. You've tracked me on an airplane. There's some guy outside my dad's house that's going to kill him unless you, I do what you say. Fuck it. Give me the phone. Yeah. No, no, no. She can't bring herself to do that. I'm like, you really want to risk your dad being murdered? And then As, you're probably going to get killed. Like, especially I just had for such a politician. A, like, I just had such a hard time with that. Hard, hard time with that. It sounds like the uh, the old, um, you know, here's a button. If you press it, you'll get a million dollars. But somebody that you don't know will die. Like, and people are like, oh, do I dare to press the button? For me, that's an easy one. <laughs> So anyhow, yeah, haven't watched it in a while. I'm good with that. Primal okay. Fear. Um, Ooh, Richard Gere, Edward Norton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't feel the need to want to ruin it for anybody. No, I get um, you. It's more drama than thriller. I really kind of wanted a suspenseful thriller type movie. Mm-hmm. More drama than thriller. Still a solid flick. Mm-hmm. Good twist at the end, you know, mm-hmm. that... Uh, Obviously didn't blow me away this time because I knew what was happening. Fair um, enough. But when I didn't know the first time, holy cow. Yeah. Uh, I watched Jennifer eight. I uh, hadn't seen this one. I don't know if I've that, ever actually that I think I've ever seen this movie. Um, no, 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 no. It's directed by Bruce Robinson. This is the one with uh, Andy Garcia, Uma Thurman, John Malkovich. I, you're ta- you're thinking about the girl that works at the sex line, right? Maybe. That there is a Spike Lee movie with about a woman that works at a sex line. Okay. But that's not that's not this. Okay. This is about um what the hell? This is about um uh investi- uh, this guy's uh, like a police officer who comes to this town and he's he's the uh forensic officer and he's suddenly put together like, "Oh, wait, this is the eighth victim. Like it's a serial killer type thing. Okay. I think you're thinking of the movie girl six. That might be it. Yeah. Okay. I just looked it up. Girl six. Yeah. Okay. It's a black comedy directed by film producing directed by Spike Lee stars, Teresa Randall, Isaiah Washington. Girl six uh, versus Jennifer eight. That's where I was. Yeah. 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 She, she works like in a phone sex line came out in 96, mind you. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Phone sex. Nowadays it would be an OnlyFans. Yeah. Uh, Winner's Bone. Solid Jennifer Lawrence flick about about in, in the Ozarks of Missouri, and her dad's gone missing, and uh, he put up the house and the land as collateral for his bond, and if he doesn't show up to court, they're gonna take it. So she's got a. She's got to ask the hard questions that people don't want her asking questions to about where her dad is. And, um, yeah, solid flick. Really, really, really good movie. 
Really nice. good movie. She actually got she had nominated for Academy Award for this one. Have you seen it yet? I have not. No. It's an older flick. Like it's her it's her breakout role. Like this is the role that like people are like, oh my god, this actress is amazing. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Like it came out in 2010. So you should watch it. It's okay. called Winter's Bone. Add it to your list. <laughs> Add it to your list or else. Yeah. Uh Whiteout. Watch that one. Um it's the uh old it's the was it 2009 flick with Kate Beckinsale where she's a US marshal in in the South Pole or in the in the Arctic. It's it are in Antarctica and there's a murder. It's got uh Tom Skerritt's in it. Some other people. Uh solid flick. I liked it. I I remember watching it back in the day when it first came out on home video probably. Yeah. But um yeah, solid flick. I liked mm. it a lot. Okay. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> to keep up with the pattern of watching a Christmas Carol movies, watch the George C. Scott 1984 version. Classic. A lot of these a lot of these movies are very similar. Like they don't deviate much from the storyline or even from the, the verbiage in it. No. So. <laughs> no, some of them it's just like carbon copy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the 1935, 1938, 1951, and 1970 versions all have Hark the Herald Angels sing as like its opening theme song, or they play it at the beginning of the opening credits or whatever. So, uh, other three movies I have to talk about are all brand new movies. Not new Ooh. to me, brandy new. Okay. Uh, what, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny. Was it better than Crystal Skull? So again, on a Crystal Skull rewatch earlier this year, I actually enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was better than Crystal Skull. It's on Disney Plus. You just, you just watch it. You got you got to finish it out. You got to watch all the all the Indiana Jones flicks. Kate had never seen any of them, so we watched them all this year. Nice. So she's all caught up. <laughs> she is all caught up. She's watched them all. Um, I don't want to say anything because I really want you to watch it. Um, but I liked it for what it was. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the another movie, the other movie I watched, or another one, The Exorcist Believer. Oh yeah. So I enjoyed this movie. Um, it's nothing phenomenal by any means. Um, okay. I liked it better than The Exorcist. Everyone loves The Exorcist, and they talk about yeah. how amazing it is, and on and on and on. And it's a classic, and it's this. It's the scariest movie of all time, and blah, 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 blah. I don't, I never, I didn't, we watched it earlier this year, Kate and I did, probably October. Um, I don't really find it scary, scary. I think it's just full of shock value. Okay. For 1970 or 72, whenever it was it came out, it was shocking to hear a little girl talk that way, act that way, you know, stab herself in the vagina with a cross, rub her mother's face in her bloody vagina, mm-hmm. um, say, the, say the word she said, yes, her head spin around, yes, she vomited up a bunch of vile, bile or whatever, and just like everything else, like we that had never been seen before on screen. But like, you know what? I spit on her grave. 
or Cannibal Holocaust or Cannibal Faroe have just as much shock value in those movies. Probably even a lot more graphic than this was. Mm-hmm. But it's not a little girl doing it. Right. And this movie somehow got mainstream release uh, in theaters, whereas those other movies didn't. Now, fast forward, you know, 50 years later, so many more movies have come out with so much worse stuff. Kick-Ass, for instance, that little girl, <laughs> her vulgarity and murdering all those people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, so watching it, maybe watching this movie, that movie when it first came out, it was just like unbelievable. Holy cow. But yeah. watching it now, it's just like, eh. I felt the same way because I didn't watch it when it first came out, obvi. But, you know, when I did get around to watching it in the early 2000s, I felt the same way. I was like, OK, I, I get the appeal and I get why this was probably controversial, but also. Yeah. Eh, man. Yeah. Seeing Ellen, seeing Ellen burst back in the in the movie in the same role. That was kind of neat. You know, there was some the good nods there. Um, the possessions were cool. You know, what the parents did was kind of neat, like seeing everybody kind of coming together and just accepting, oh, this is what's going on. Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good for what it was. I'm glad I didn't go to the theaters and pay money to see it and then I watched it stream on Peacock, but. I feel like I say that more and more these days. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Uh, and then the last movie I watched was It's a Wonderful Knife on Shudder. Oh, that one, I was actually just looking that up uh, before we started recording because I wanted to see. I I might rent that because I don't have Shutter, but I might rent that on uh, Amazon because I have some credits that are going to expire. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. It, is it fantastic? No. Is it the best movie in the world? God, no. Is it just <laughs> a fun? Is it a fun like spoof of It's a Wonderful Life with a serial killer? Yeah, yeah, it is. Will they make a sequel of this? I mean, I really hope not. But you hope again, that they, they don't bring... make a sequel, you said? Well, then I, I, well, only because, like, she's going to say she wished she wasn't born again. You know <laughs> what I mean? But someone else says it or maybe somebody or, or we see, like, a different point of view. From someone else's point of view in in the movie, like I don't I don't know that could be interesting I guess. Hmm. But well, think about um, no. think about Happy Death Day, and how we were like they this is an work. amazing movie, and then they came out with a yep. sequel, and it's like you know what? <laughs> yeah, they made that one work. That's true. That's very true. But yeah, no, I I just uh, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. I know a lot of people didn't like it uh, from what I heard, or critically panned, or not great, or whatever. But I don't know. I thought they did a great job with it. Nice. What's the movie you watched? So we watched on Freebie uh, the latest. You can't get away from seeing it everywhere. Um, Robbie Amell and Leighton Meester in Xmas. That's E-X-M-A-S. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, Christmas rom-com where basically uh, we we meet them after they've already broken up. They were fiancés. They've already broken up. Uh, He's the workaholic working at a game company. His boss says, you've got to have this game done by Christmas. Um, So he calls his family and he's like, hey, I can't come home for Christmas. I'm too busy. I got work to do. And they're like, no, they're the Minnesota family, you know, Marshall's family. 
No, yeah. that's unacceptable. We'll call your boss and we'll tell him that, you know, that we handle Christmas differently here and that it's a big thing. And, you know, he'll let you off the hook. And he's like, no, don't. So unbeknownst to him, they invite his ex-fiance because they've been together for years. She's a member of the family. So they're like, well, he can't be here. Why don't you come down? And she, you know, you're going to be all alone for Christmas. So then yep. he's like, fuck it. I'm going to go like to Christmas. her more. You know? And he shows up and she's there. So then uh, it's good. Honestly, there's some very cheesy parts. There's a lot of parts where, you know, we were like, that would never happen. That no, that is absolutely ridiculous. But then there were also parts where, <laughs> where we genuinely laughed out loud. Like there was some dialogue yeah. in there. His sister is one of the best characters. And there was some stuff in there that just made us laugh out loud. So this is a good one. This is a good holiday movie. Um, nice. Robbie Amell does a good job. He's got some lines that are just zingers. He's even got some off camera stuff. Like you hear him in the background and you're like, ah, that was funny. So yeah, I give it a, I give it a sell. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to okay. say a hard sell, but if you're looking for a rom-com for Christmas, you've already kind of gone through all of them and you don't want something that's like hallmark. Um, check it out. It's on freebie. So you can just go on Amazon. You get to watch ads. There's like four ads oh. through it. And strangely enough, one of the first ads was, um, it had a preview of a later scene in the movie. That was kind of weird. <laughs> um, but it was very funny because everybody drinks Heineken in this movie. Um, and the yeah. labels are always facing out. Uh, two of the ads were for Energizer. And then at one point they're in the kitchen and you could see that on the fridge, there's a magnet for Energizer. <laughs> like, yeah. like they definitely put the product placement front and center, big bag of Doritos with the label facing out. Yeah. But yeah, I, I recommend it. It was good. Nice. So we have a shit ton of trailers to talk about. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like a galactic shit ton of them. And and not all of them need a lot of talking no, about. No. God, no. no. Um started off just some fun news. Timothy Oliphant's going to be in the new alien TV series. I'm down for that. Like I was already going to watch it. That'll be kind of cool to check it out, see how they do it. But Timothy Oliphant, great actor. I love his deadpan deliveries. He, he, yep. I could definitely picture him in that universe. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm here for that. So you sent the one night trailer twice, I think. I only see it once here. on my screen. It's here up high, but I feel like you sent it like yesterday or something as well. Hmm. Maybe not. I don't know. I sat down and watched them all. Uh, back to back to back. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know what, how I feel about this. I don't really care about it. Basically, some woman writes a story and it turns out that she might have written it based on somebody's real life. Well, no, it's it's not. Turns out it might be. She did. Well, they're yeah. saying she did. And she's like, no, I don't think I did. But no, it says here the series follows Tess, Simone and Hat, three friends whose lives have been changed from a traumatic event of one night in their home 20 years previously. After that night, only Hat remained in the town, but all reunite when Simone comes back after her father with dementia, blah, 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 blah. And it says <laughs> here, uh, Tess, blah, 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 blah. Without telling the other two, Simone was, has written a novel one night about what happened to them. Oh, best, gotcha. Best seller. And the woman relive the painful memories and discover old secrets. Okay. Fucking Simone. <coughs> Fucking Simone. 
But anyways, yeah, no, I, I, I sorry, Jody Whitaker, no. Uh, the Book of Clarence. This didn't do anything for me at this all. Is, this is very odd. It's basically a guy who's back in Jesus's times and decide he's a con man and he tries to like leverage what Jesus is doing to give himself some cred or something. Yeah, a, a struggling down on, down on his luck man named Clarence living in 29 AD. Jerusalem looks to capitalize on the rise of Jesus Christ by claiming to be the new Messiah sent by God in an attempt to free himself of debt and start a life of glory for himself. I don't. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah, it it didn't really do anything for me. Uh, you sent Berlin. Which is a. Um, we loved Money Heist season one. You know, I was a big fan mm-hmm. of that. And yep. It's from the Money Heist world, and it's basically uh, a heist at a at a museum in Berlin. Looks it, to be in the same vein. Yes, it doesn't look bad by any means, but it also doesn't look like something I'm going to watch. Right. So. <clears throat> um. Yeah, another director has been attached to uh, the 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 film version of Stephen King's The Long Walk, which he wrote initially published under the name Richard Bachman. Yeah. I absolutely love this story. Like, if you haven't read this story, it's it's fantastic. It's it's unique. Like, it came out before the Hunger Games and everything. And essentially, it's all these kids start like in Holton, Maine, and they have to walk down the interstate. And if you slow down, you get a warning. If you stop or you get three warnings, you get you get shot in the head. And oh, yeah. And people root you on. And the point is, it's whoever is still walking at the end of it wins huh. grand uh, grand prize, which is and living because <laughs> I mean, if well, the punishment yes. is shot in the head, then. Yeah, that's the thing. That's why, like, this came out years before the Hunger Games. Um came out in the late 70s, I believe, initially. But I, I'm very excited about it. So I, I'm hoping that the movie still is, is finally going forward. I sent you the trailer for Discontinued. Oh, yeah. Love it. It's Bruce Campbell. Uh, it's him talking about um, discontinued things in our life. Right up our alley. Yep, it's is it from the people of uh, the the movies that that made us, the toys that made us? It's it's from those people. Yep. So you know it's going to be good, and Bruce Campbell. And Bruce Campbell. Yeah. And Bruce Campbell. Oh, talk about this the TikTok you sent me. Hold on, let me scroll down. Oh, now I got to remember it. Hold on. Oh, oh good lord! Yeah. The the yeah, yeah. Easter eggs in Loki, where yes. essentially like they slipped them in there where we weren't looking. But um, Ob is wearing the same belt buckle that he wore as Data back in the Goonies, the little one that had like the, the it, it was basically his Batman utility belt. Yep. And then in the uh, scene where they're in that like they're bunkered down uh, in the alternate reality where OB originally existed. They've got the Yankees cap hanging on a chair that he wore when he was short round in Temple of Doom. So 
Yeah, it's dorky. It's awesome. I love it. And I'm sure that they're not the original ones, either one of them. But somebody took the time to get replicas made up and just kind of drop them there and be like, mm, here you go. It's yeah. nerdy. It's nostalgic. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, you set the trailer for Griselda, which is Sofia Vergara as a smoker, the godmother of drugs in Miami and whenever. I don't care about this. And literally, like, the entire trailer is just showing her smoking in different scenes. Like, she's smoking on the balcony, and then she's smoking in a car, and then she's smoking at dinner, and she's smoking here. And And don't forget, she's killing people, and there's drugs. While smoking. While smoking. Um, Yeah, you sent me Jackdaw. Who cares, right? I was excited because I saw Jenna Coleman, and then I went, I don't care about this at all. Yeah, uh, set in uh, Hartlepool in the northeast of England over the course of a single night. The film follows a former motocross champion and army veteran who has fallen on hard times. He accepts a job to collect a package in the North Sea, but this decision could have big ramifications on his family. Okay, whatever. Yep. I don't Um, care. The end we start from. Don't don't care. Again, I saw Jody Comer, Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm like, awesome. Yep. Started watching the trailer, went, oh, I don't yeah. care. Yeah, I don't care. Uh criminal record. This one I'll watch. Yeah, this one looks good. It's uh it's uh the 13th Doctor. What's his name? Peter Capaldi. Keep, yeah, thank you. Um yeah, it's Peter Capaldi as it looks like a detective who closed the case years ago and now someone's digging into it because they think maybe the guy's innocent and he's just like, well, you know, he confessed, right? Uh huh. So I don't know. It looks good. It looks there's, good. There's possible corruption. Um, yeah. The uh, one of the other cops is like, you know, that he had to do certain things back then. So, yeah. Uh, the Ted trailer. I watched the beginning of it where and all I saw was. Oh, it's high school like it's like getting squeezed in the nuts so hard that your two nuts become one nut. And I'm like, you know what? I have no care to watch any more of this or watch the show. So I watched more of it than you did. And yeah. it's like I don't know. This stuff wouldn't fly. I don't care if he is a talking teddy bear. Like, yeah, th- this shit is cringeworthy. So yeah. I, I don't think it's going to last. I don't think it's going to be successful. I think they'll get one season out of it and then it'll be thrown in the dumpster. I got two movies and now a TV show though. Like somehow this is still sort of like people. There's obviously a, a demand or, or, or an audience out there, you know? Well, I think a lot of it is Seth MacFarlane himself. Like he basically got to the point where he was big enough that he was like, I want to do this. And they were like, whatever you want. Like if you keep making family guy and American dad and whatever else we want, We'll let you have your little pet project. Just give us more of the Orville. Stop doing Ted. Uh, Give us more Orville. God, I want that so much. Uh, Memory. Sylvia is a social worker who leads leads a simple and structured life. This is blown up when Saul follows her home from their high school reunion. Their surprise encounter will profoundly impact both of them as they open the door to the past. And by the way, Saul has got memory issues. 
I wanted to like this. Yeah. But I think it's going to be dramatic and boring for me. Yep. <clears throat> I wanted to, like, watching the trailer, I'm like, okay, this, like, kind of seems nice. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Kind of yep. being the operative word here. Right. Uh, Society of the Snow. Yeah, I saw that the first time when they called it alive. <laughs> I don't need to see the story again. Come on. You're not excited? No, it's literally a remake of Alive. It looks like it's a it's a Spanish film. It's going to be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it's in Spanish. Um, yeah, I just no, I just I don't I don't I don't it doesn't do anything for me. What about the the trailer for Tim, where basically you get to see the entire movie in the trailer? Oh, you mean where an AI is created that like becomes love obsessed and dis and, and and no, I'm good. And again, you basically get to see like the trailer is two minutes and six seconds long, and yeah. in the first minute and a half, you literally watch every beat of the story play out. Yes, you do. And I and I've gotten to the point now where I realize, oh, okay, they're not showing me everything, quote unquote, but they're showing me enough. Yeah. Apparently, it got released in the UK in August. Okay. And so it's coming to Netflix soon. But you can go on to Wikipedia and read the whole thing and even the ending of the movie right now, apparently, if you want. <coughs> Excuse me. Think, and, think, a, think of a, a crossover between an AI movie and uh, Fatal Attraction or The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Or Crush. Mm-hmm. Oh, Crush was good. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of Fear. Was Crush was You're good. I'm thinking of Fear. Fear was good. And not Kate Mark Fear. Wahlberg. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. Let me in the house. Room. Alyssa Milano. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was solid. Uh, the Toys That Made Us, Brian Vonk West teases what's next. Which, which basically he was like, go watch. Um, Go watch Bruce Campbell's new show. We, yeah. We'd like to do more stuff, but go watch that instead. Yep, basically. Uh, Joel Silver got fired from a film from Amazon Films. He so was working the, on two things. Yeah. He was working on yeah. a uh, remake of Roadhouse starring Jake Gyllenhaal because, you Road know, House. everything's a remake these days. And apparently he was yeah. done with that. Um, and then he was working on something with Mark Wahlberg and, uh, yeah, they finally fired him. He's been an abusive piece of shit his entire career. He just, it finally, somebody stood up to him and fired him for it. Uh, see, I didn't realize that. So, yeah. Oh, he's got a long history of abuse allegations, verbal, physical, like he's, he berates people, screams at them, calls them every name. Yeah. Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Uh, no. I know. I've, I heard some people are so pumped for this. I watched the trailer and I went, nope. Well, you know what's funny? I uh, I saw the trailer pop up. I sent it to you before I even watched it because I was like, you know, it's it's a name brand thing. 
And uh, I said, I asked Julie, I was like, have you ever seen Mad Max? She's like, no. And I was like, well, I'm going to show you the trailer for the prequel Furiosa. And we're watching it. And like a third of the way in, she's like, this is a hard no for me. She's like, I, I'm, you know, if you're excited about it, that's great. But I, I don't want to want this doesn't look enjoyable to me. And I was like, honestly, it doesn't look enjoyable to me either. Nope. Nope. Like the Mad Max movies were. Go watch Mad Max. They were good. But like with an asterisk, I, I like parts one and two. Now, and by parts Beyond one Thunderdome, and two. Yeah. Beyond Thunderdome was part three. And that's when they went off the off the hinges, off the deep end, really. Mm. Um, so you're talking Road Warrior and Mad Max. And then Mad Max Beyond yeah. Thunderdome was part three crazy with Tina Turner. And it just it was exactly. And then mm. uh, the Fury Road one, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, I didn't care for that because Mad Max was made to look like a pussy, basically. He was a punk. And well, he no, like okay, so it wasn't Mad Max. It wasn't he wasn't Mad Max. He was he was he was everyone's bitch in this movie. <coughs> yeah, yeah, it was stupid. I did you not like. Bitch, it. I, I did not punk. enjoy it. Like yeah, and I just did not enjoy it whatsoever. So I have no interest in uh, this this Furiosa. Neither do I. And the shift is that is that them the rules? Uh, or is honestly, this another one of you, you saw the names and thought, ooh. Uh, yes, I did see the names, but I think it looks very interesting. Um, oh, because it I, does I, have I to do with alternate realities. So. Oh, see, I think it's more of a Jesus movie, quite frankly. That was really? the vibe I got from. Yeah, the vibe I got from watching the trailer is this is a Jesus movie. Oh, I didn't get that at all. Oh, very. Very religiousy to me. Oh, no, I got that. He's like, yeah. there, there's a multiverse out there and he's shifting people into other realities. And he's like, come work for me and I'll put you in the reality where I put your wife. And yeah. Huh. Hmm. Uh, House of Dragon season two. I, I, I'm not going to watch it. I didn't even finish the first season. I couldn't get through it. I don't think I'm going to watch it either. I it And I remember not liking the first season, especially towards yeah. the end. And then watching this trailer, I was like, yeah, I don't care. The boys season four. That looks good. Yeah. I'm here for it. Jeffrey Dean Morgan with one line that basically says, what's the name of your team? The boys. It's a stupid name. Um, The fallout trailer. That looks good. Dude. So I got to say like, the trailer looks good. As somebody who has played all the games, the trailer looks fucking phenomenal. Never played any of the games. Trailer looks good to me, though. So the great thing about the games is that the whole concept is that this one company called vault Tech went around the world um, in like the 1950s and sold people these vaults that are underground fallout shelters. But they're meant yep. to be giant fallout shelters where like a community can live. And they're all over the country. So each game, like you start off as a vault dweller in one of these vaults. So you might be, you know, there's one game that takes place in Las Vegas. There's one that takes place in Boston. Uh, There's an online one right now that takes place in the Appalachian Trail area. And so it's not like, you know, oh, you're always the savior of the world. You're just some fucking schlub who got out of a vault. You know, who lived through the nuclear holocaust and who lived through gets the out in the world to see what's going on out there. 
There's yep. there's zombies, which you saw the one guy there who had kind of the red burned face with no nose. They yep. uh, they mutated. They're still humanoids, but they look ugly as fuck and they're immune to, you know, extra radiation areas. Now there's super mutants, which are like the Hulk, but they also can fire guns and they they can talk like, oh, it just. Everything in there looked like it was ripped right out of the games. I can't wait to see this. I think it's going to be a fucking blast. Nice. Yeah. Because, I, like I said, I've never seen the games. But to me, it just looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Very, yep. very much looking forward to it. And Yeah, I think that's the best part is that it looks good for everybody. So it's not just like, oh, this is a gaming show. It's like The Last of Us where – the gamers were like, oh, this looks so good. And then regular people were like, I've never played the games, but this looks good. So I'm very excited yep. about that. Uh, I sent you the trailer for Godzilla Kong, the new empire, where Godzilla and Kong team up to fight uh, battles under the, the, in the, under, in the earth, technically in the earth. Yeah. How excited were you to see that? Not very. Really? Yeah, I, I mean, I was excited for the for the concept of the new movie, and then I watched the trailer and I went, "Godzilla's <laughs> running, like running, <laughs> like pumping his arms, running." <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Okay. Like, I have not had a problem with what they've put out so far. You know, Godzilla, Kong, King of Mon- You know, like I. Godzilla versus Kong. The you know I've not had a problem with any of what they've put out so far, until this one. And oh, did I mention Godzilla's running? Considering what's in the theater right now is getting such rave reviews, yes. I'm shocked that this came out like this. Yeah, yeah, not a fan. I'll watch it because I'm a completionist and I have watched. Literally every Godzilla movie. <laughs> the only one I watched one time and said, well, that needs to be burned was the 1998 Matthew Broderick Godzilla movie. That's not that Godzilla. wasn't a Godzilla movie. That's no. not Godzilla. It was no. not Godzilla. That was a, uh, that was a Jurassic that Park spinoff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was, that was just, that was fucking garbage. So we can be heroes. Yeah, no, fuck that. Halo, the series season two, first look trailer. Do you know what? didn't look i'm just gonna watch it yeah you didn't miss much it's basically just um it's almost like one of those propaganda films from um uh starship troopers oh perfect for every one of you marines who stands then a few innocent people can escape you know that kind of thing so okay but no i'm gonna watch the series and i like the first season so yeah. yeah I didn't know. I maybe we talked about this. Maybe I read it somewhere and I forgot about it. Didn't realize Cruel Intentions was getting a TV series. Don't really care. I do. I, I like the first one. I know it's all based on Dangerous Liaisons, the original story, but um, I liked the first Cruel Intentions. Everything beyond that, I thought was garbage. Um, just a cash grab. But I will definitely check this out yeah. as a series. And then True Detective season four. Light country. This looks pretty good. Yeah. It's true detective. So it's got some chops. Yep. Yep. Looks pretty darn good. And then you shared news about oceans. Yeah. They had announced a while back 
that they were going to have an Ocean's Eleven prequel and that Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling were going to be in it. And they just basically announced that they're going to be playing um, Danny and what's-her-name's parents. Excuse so me. Sandra yep. Bullock was Danny's sister in Ocean's 8. So these are going to be their parents in a heist before the kids were born or maybe when they're young. I don't know. Um, I did see another thing pop up that I wanted to mention along those lines. Um, they've just announced that the Barbie movie will be on max streaming December 15th. And when it hits, it will also include the ASL version. Okay. So that's kind of cool. Um, I'll actually watch that again. Probably. I will too. I, I was genuinely surprised <coughs> how much I liked and enjoyed that movie. Yep. Yep. I'm looking forward to, uh, giving it a second watch and, Enjoying the hell out of all of it, including Alan. Yep. <laughs> uh, so we're just down to Doctor Who, huh? I believe so. All right. It's our second special with uh, not Russell T. Davies. Jesus, bro. Yes, technically. Yeah. Yes, with Russell T. Davies. But with uh, David Tennant and back as the doctor with Donna Noble. Uh, what did you think of Wild Blue Yonder? Um quick the the short and dirty version i fucking loved it i was uh i was shaken like this was almost a horror episode and i couldn't get enough of it what about you um i enjoyed it thoroughly um i thought it was interesting that we got two David Tennants and one of the special, like, you know, the way they did the storyline so that we didn't have like um, anonymous creatures or anonymous beings or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. It was it was we were seeing the doctor and Donna mm-hmm. or Donna and the doctor. Um, and I, I liked I liked how they did that. I liked how they like took their form, had their memories and then became as smart as them because they were becoming them. So as the doctor's trying to figure things out, they're like, Oh, we're smart too. Now, you know, like I, I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, the TARDIS tends to be a dick sometimes just deserting <laughs> the doctor like that. Yes. So, um, yeah, overall as a whole, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Were you also expecting that when the TARDIS returned, the inside was going to be different than the white? Yes. I thought it was going to be completely different again. Yeah. I thought this was going to be what, um, what the new doctor's TARDIS was going to look like. Well, essentially he's like the, the TARDIS is regenerating itself. Yeah. So I thought we'd get a new TARDIS inside. Mm -hmm. We did not. So. Uh, The creatures in this, uh, I found them to be very reminiscent of uh, that episode Midnight, also with David Tennant, when all the people were trapped inside that one little tiny like car, and there was that entity that we never got to see, but it was like mimicking him, and then it kept getting yeah. like instead of just echoing, it was like synced up, and then he was frozen, and it took over, and it was like I have your memories, I have your. It was very similar to that, which was another you know really thrilling horror revive like. 
there was some goofiness in this, like when they grew way out of proportion and they were kind of like plugging up the, the corridor with their giant bodies. But overall, like it was so psychological when they were trying to figure out who were the imposters and who were the real ones. I legit was wondering if Donna was going to die at the end. Yeah, me too. They, they sincerely like cut that close. Um, the way that she was crying and just she's like, you got the wrong one. And I was like, holy fuck. Did he really like, I know she can't be around forever, but is this how she's going out? Um, yeah, I was glad that it wasn't. I love the twist of why the robot was taking like one step at a time. It was so brilliant. The way that she, the, the former pilot set that up, like slowed everything down so they couldn't figure it out. Oh, Um, I, I'm my, there's a lot of noise over here. I was trying to stop it from coming. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I like that a lot as well. I thought that was pretty cool. Like, oh, they made it slow because we can't figure out slow. Yeah. I see what you did. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I thought that was pretty damn cool and clever. Um, I love the line. Uh, still going. my arm's too long. Yeah. My arm's too long. Hmm. Knees. How many knees? How many joints at the knees? Well, it's just one. Really? It's not two? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just thought they did a really good job with it. I thought it was cool. I liked how... Um, it was kind of weird until the doctor like made sense of it all at the end. And then everything came together. Mm-hmm. And now they're both battling each other to outthink each other because they want to try to stop the robot. So the doctor speeds up the self-destruction sequence. And it was a little Mary Sue-ish when the doctor's figuring out, like, wait a second. If 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 this is gonna hit one and they're gonna and the ship is gonna self-destruct, then the TARDIS is gonna know that. And it's a time machine. So the TARDIS is gonna come, here it is. Uh-huh. You know, like, yeah. So you didn't like that? Well, I think it would have been funny if the TARDIS would have showed up and he would have then said all that. You know what right. I mean? Like, okay, I got, oh, I got what you're saying. The TARDIS knows we're going to be, you know what I mean? That he's not going to make it in time. I gotcha. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I thought that, I just thought it was clever that, you know, the, the captain went slow with mm-hmm. everything. Yep. And it's like the door opened three years ago and shut and no one's opened it since then. Because the captain went slow and everything is so slow that the people can't figure it out because they can't think that slowly. Yes. And they, yeah, I just, I thought and that they had was no really, really good. Um, now, there was also something very interesting in here when the entity that took Donna's form was talking to the doctor and said, I have all of her memories. I know what happened yes. to you. I know that you're not from Gallifrey. You don't know where you're from. I know about the flux and he confirmed it. You know, he's like the flux destroyed half the universe. I'm responsible for that. Um, So really cementing in everything that Chris Chibnall did, the timeless child storyline. Yep. Which I'm okay with. I'm glad they, you know, instead of saying, I'm glad they handling it. I'm glad they're handling it this way and embracing it rather than saying like, don't forget what happened in that, you know, with that there. Yeah. Um, I like Donna's explanation as to why she doesn't remember those 15 years because it's too much. And I can't remember the verbiage she used, but it's like looking in a furnace. 
Yeah, it's staring into a furnace. Yeah. The heat's just too much. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. And I, I that made perfect sense as to why she doesn't remember. So obviously that being's alien brain brain was able to handle it or something of that nature. So I thought that was yep. really good. Yep. Um. And then, holy shit! The very end of the episode with the teaser for oh. the next one. Oh. Oh yeah, that was so awesome. It like, was so awesome and so sad so at the awesome. same time. Yes. Um, so basically they pop back out, you know, they get home and they pop out. She's expecting her family to be there. And there's, uh, Wilfred, Wilfred. in a wheelchair and he's just like, Oh, Oh, it's you. I knew you'd come back. I knew you'd find a way. Oh, and I knew you'd come back to save us. And they're like, what do you mean? And he's like, I told him I'd keep watch, but I told him to go get themselves safe. And there's chaos. People are attacking each yeah. other in the streets. Everything's going wrong. There's, there's a plane. About to crash. Um, which is the teaser for the final special that these two were in, which is <coughs> five days from now. So you probably already know this, but, uh, Russell T Davies put up a, a post on, uh, online right after this episode aired and telling the story about how basically he really wanted to get everybody back together for these. So he called up, uh, Bernard Cribbins and he was like, Hey, we want you to be there for, for the specials. And Bernard was just like, let me see the script. And he was talking about how, you know, he showed up and he regaled everybody with stories and they were all having a great time and blah, blah, blah. And basically this was all they got to shoot before he passed away. Um, so he said that in the next episode, you will not see Wilfred. Um, you will, know that he is okay. You know, you'll hear dispatches that say that he's somewhere safe because uh, yeah. they're not going to kill him off screen, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so this was his last performance and it was yeah. really, it was a beautiful touching thing from Russell T Davies. You know, he was like signing off soldier. Thank you for your service. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. I was very happy to see it. I was too. I, I was sad. I was heartbroken knowing that, you know, this was the last time we'd see him, but at least we got to see him. That's the other thing. You know, it wasn't like he passed away before he could have one final. I was genuinely concerned that these were not going to be very good specials. I was too. And so far fucking 10 out of 10. Yep. 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 This one like genuinely awesome. freaked me out in some places. Like it, it was creepy and it was, it was John Carpenter's the thing. It was, you know, midnight, the episode, it was yep. invasion of the body snatchers. Like, <laughs> I, Oh, it was good. It really was all those things. Mm. But yeah, no, I can't wait for the next special. I'm very excited about it. I, I don't so, know. I just, <clears throat> so we have one more episode one more special with David Tennant. Uh, this is going to be the one with Neil Patrick Harris as the toy maker. I've already seen yeah. some theories floating around where they're talking about uh, Rose and how she had those dolls that she was making. They're like, is this a hint about the toy maker? Has he been hiding in plain sight all along? Who knows? Um, I'm just excited. And then Christmas day, we're going to get the new doctor. So I'm wondering, will we get the regeneration at the end of the special next week or the beginning of the Christmas special or midway through the Christmas special or. I don't know. 
Well, no, because the Christmas Day one is supposed to be like the first story of the new Doctor and his companion. Yes, the church on Ruby Road. So I would imagine that we're going to get the regeneration at the end of the uh, the next special. You know, at the end of this special that's coming up, we'll probably get the um, the regeneration into the I Doctor that Shoot did. will be playing. I thought they did such a phenomenal job of keeping a secret the, the regeneration into David Tennant. Yeah. Because we were all expecting the announced new doctor. <clears throat> yep. And speaking of, I've got to say, I, I learned something this week that was very disappointing to me. Um, I was all excited when we saw the regeneration into David Tennant and the mm-hmm. fact that every other regeneration we've ever had the doctor regenerated, but the clothes stayed the same. So they always ended up in the previous doctor's clothing. And in this case, the whole regeneration even replaced the clothing. And I was like, Oh, that has something to do with the fact that we went back, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like there's going to be some kind of uh, wibbly wobbly explanation. Apparently they've been very open about it and they did not have David Tennant regenerate into Jodie Whittaker's clothing because there are some big things in the UK against cross-dressing. There's some big ah. issues that people have, and they were afraid that they would get in trouble with, I don't know if it's censors or some group, but basically they were worried that they would get in trouble for promoting cross-dressing. Huh. Okay. Well, that's interesting. It's interesting, but it's also kind of disappointing. Like, yeah, I wanted it to be some big cosmic thing. And also that seems like the type of thing that you shouldn't back down to bullies. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know the whole logic behind it. I might look it up if I'm interested, but it just kind of shook me. I was like, oh, that sucks. All right. Well, I don't have anything else for this week's episode. Um, I guess I don't either. Well, you can find me online on the Twitter, <coughs> on the on the uh, social medias as uh, Superstar Mel. Uh, you probably can't find me, but I'm on there as the Quantum Geek G33K. And that is our show. Talk to you next week.